And thanks, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Write down our toll-free number. We'd love to hear from you today. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? Well, you millennials, you Gen Zers out there, buckle up because you're about to get a history lesson on real life, the real world. It's all unfolding is, uh, as it, it's so reminiscent now that we've got the, the sleep, sleepy, frail, weak, cognitively out of it, you know, Joe Biden. You know, we got all these crises happening at once. And where's Joe? You know, seven o'clock every night, he gets his little sippy cup of warm milk and then he gets to go night, night, night time and nobody dare interrupt him in the meantime. Meanwhile, our closest ally, they're getting lectures instead of getting assistance. And, and there is a direct correlation. Don't you be fooled. They, the, you, you got to know our, the world's enemies. They study our presidents, all of them. And it is a case study. They determined Donald Trump meant what he said and was unpredictable and a little crazy enough that he'd probably do it if they pushed him. That conclusion was drawn a long time ago. And don't think that the hostile regime in Russia, led by the hostile actor Putin, or the hostile regime in China, led by President Xi, President for Life, or that the Iranian mullahs or any other countries, Kim Jong-un, haven't determined that Sean Hannity is not wrong. They see what I see. They're not they're not viewing Joe Biden through the prism of the presidential protection earlier, the candidate protection program. They're looking at the real deal and they sense weakness. They sense an opportunity to pounce. I don't think any of this is is really Really, that's surprising. They, they don't fear Joe Biden. They know he's checked out. They know the president of the United States of America is checked out. They know I, I, it's sad to see for our country's sake. Doesn't mean we don't have checks and some balances in there somewhere. And uh, and that other people, especially our military, they're going to hold the line with common sense and and hopefully maybe talk common sense to him and get somebody to maybe nod their head on his behalf. I don't know. The Mideast is on fire. We've got gas lines, 17 uh, states now declaring states of emergency gas lines throughout the southeast. Now we've got panic buying and and hoarding buying. A friend of mine pulls into a gas station in Long Island yesterday. Yeah, they, they're out of regular gas. He calls me. He goes, can you believe this, Schiff? That's what he says. He's pissed off, rightly so. The Gen Zers are going to get an education in Jimmy Carter economics. Inflation is now taking off to levels not seen in 40 years. I have a friend of mine in the building industry. He says, Hannity, you're not going to believe this. He goes, I'm, I think he said, I'm paying 11 bucks for a freaking two-by-four. He goes, it's insane. He said, and I can't get enough. I can't get the raw materials to do any of the jobs that I want to do. On top of it, the labor shortage is real, too. Because if you're making around 32, 34 grand a year, you're going to get more money from government and government aid, which is why nearly 10 million Americans don't want jobs and the jobs are, are full. By the way, the Dow at this uh, moment, by the way, is down nearly 550 points. Another down day. So we have, you know, gas shortages. Look at this, North Carolina, 78% Greenville, Spartanburg, Asheville, Anderson. Stations have no gas, 78% of them. Raleigh, Durham, 72%, no gas. 
Charlotte, 71%. No gas. Greenville um, and, and some other areas, 69%. No gas. 65%. No gas in the gas stations in Norfolk, Portsmouth, Newport. No gasoline. It's unbelievable. Now, Virginia, it's almost four bucks a gallon. California's been over four bucks a gallon. It's gonna, it'll be five any day now, 50 cents a, a gallon state gas tax out there. You know, Florida, Pensacola's dying. They got 73% of their stations with no gas. Eric Erickson tweeted out Georgia today with all the red dots where there's no gas stations with gas in them, and there's, it, it dominated the entire map of Georgia. It's unbelievable. Now we've got inflation taking off. Interest rates will will be rising soon. If you have not refinanced your mortgage or if you're one of these people that for some reason needs the security of being able to say, no, I own my house outright. No, don't. Talk to your financial planner. See if they agree with me and find out if it's better to get a loan at these low rates and lock it in for as long as possible because it's basically free money. That's all going to change, too. That's all going to change. You know, the job creation was a disaster. Shouldn't surprise anybody. We got 10 million Americans that are not interested in working. McDonald's paying 50 bucks in Florida just to go sit for an interview. Just sit. Joe Biden threatening. Yeah, well, if you have a job opportunity and you don't take it, we're going to cut you off. Oh, really? You're going to send in government regulators to, to what? Interview every single person that's on unemployment? It's not going to happen. The answer is to do what states like South Carolina, Florida, and now a bunch of others are doing, and that is we don't want the extended unemployment benefits. We want our states getting back to work and normal life. And if you're one of these people that thinks you're better off staying home, there's nothing worse than having nothing to do in your life every day. And I can tell you, you need to, we're all designed to provide goods and services for our fellow human beings. What does that do for your self-confidence, your self-worth, if all of your friends are, are out working all day and, and you're laying in bed, sleeping till noon and watching soap operas all afternoon or whatever the hell you're watching all day or, or binge watching the latest Netflix or, or Prime videos or whatever? God created us to provide goods and services for others. And in the meantime, it keeps you busy, keeps you out of trouble. And you begin to feel good about yourself. When I was a contractor, I felt such pride after I finished a job. And that, that, and I made money doing it. Anyway, so we have inflation. Now we've got Iranian gunboats chasing uh, U.S. warships around the Persian Gulf. We got the Iranians also partnering with the Chinese. And, and they're providing military arms. The Russians partnering with them, too. And the trifecta of Iran and Russia and China now sending weaponry to Yemen for their proxy war fight. That's happening as well. Israel is on fire and Israel is getting lectures from circlebacks Jen Psaki. And Joe Biden saying nothing. And all of this is happening before our eyes and Joe's nowhere to be found. And you might as well get used to it because these policies are worse than Jimmy Carter. It'll probably get worse than what it was with him. This is America circa 1979 all over again. And the Biden presidency, and many have now picked up on this, is starting to look like Jimmy Carter deja vu. How appropriate he wore his mask outside with his wife, Jill, socially distanced, goes in to see the 96-year-old former president, the 93-year-old former first lady, 
And then they take their masks off and there's no social distancing. They're right on top of the old people that I thought we were supposed to protect. You better get used to it. You know, by the way, you missed Trump yet. Maybe you weren't so upset about all the tweeting that you got so offended at feigning the outrage at the tweet. You know, oh, it's his tweets offend me. I'll take some competency. I don't think the world would be acting this way under Donald Trump. It's my opinion. Any of you Democrats out there? I know the media misses the hell out of Trump because their ratings suck. I mean, you know, after any presidential election, it's normal in a news cycle that that news show ratings go down. Ours are going up again. You know, you go through this little slow period and then boom, everybody gets engaged again. Well, now people are getting engaged. Israel's erupting. America's utterly confused. We're, you know, should we wear masks outside like Joe and then go see old people and take our mask off? Is that the new message? A little confusing. A lot has changed. On that front, we have the CDC chief on the hot seat for letting the teachers union write their own COVID policy. Now Rand Paul is outright accusing uh, flip-flop Fauci of lying to Congress. By the way, how did three New York Yankees fully completely vaccinated, including their third base coach, test positive now for COVID? I know there's been a few rare instances, but three on one team? A little bit scary. Maybe they, maybe that's why Joe's wearing it, but we just haven't heard about it beforehand. You know, as Bill Cassidy, Senator Louisiana, said, the American people have lost patience with us. Speaking to the CDC director, I would ask you to be aware of their frustrations with their conflicting messages. The CDC exaggerated the risk we now find out of the COVID spread outdoors. They say, well, it's based on a miscalculation. Oh, really? Is that what it was? I'm sure that's what it was. You know, so now we're getting mixed mess. Can you wear You have to wear the mask outside. You have to wear it inside. And we get a straight answer once from people that are wrong every other day. We'll get to more of that as, as time goes on today. So you've got well over a thousand gas stations throughout the southeast now reporting running out of gas. Um, I told you about North Carolina, major cities there, 70 plus percent of gas stations have run out of gas. The market has plunged another 500 points following its worst day since February yesterday. Down, what is it down now? Five was down 550 at the start of the show or 548. I can't see. Ethan, what do you got on the Dow? My my TV does not have it right now. 580. Now we're down 580. Okay. 586. 588. Keep going. Uh, not good news for anybody. It doesn't make me happy. If you have a pension, shouldn't make you happy either. You know, and, and don't this, you know, and we're going to get to what, what, who did the pipeline? You know, who hacked us? Who did this to the United? And why are we so vulnerable to hacking? How did colonial pipeline happen? You know, Fox Business had a state by state breakdown. If you go to Fox Business or FoxNews.com, you can see where they are. Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia. Now Florida's getting hit with this. It's not good. It's the lifeblood of, the world's economy on top of shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline and eliminating those high paying career jobs. New York times claims there's been, there's been no long lines for gas as people post photos and videos. So they're all over social media. And somebody informed that New York toilet paper times go to social media. I know that I've, they haven't been there since Donald Trump left. There's nothing that interesting. 
Well, maybe now you can look at the videos of gas lines that are all throughout the the east coast of the United States of America. How did this cyber attack happen and what the hell are they going to do to make sure it doesn't happen again? What is Joe going to do to support our allies in Israel? What is Joe going to do to stop the Iranian mullahs from partnering with the with the Chinese and the Russians sending weapons to fight a proxy war in the Middle East? What the hell is he doing? Where is he? Does he even know what day it is for crying out loud? Because this is now our reality in this country. It's not good. Front cover of the New York Post today. It says uh, businesses having trouble hiring. It's not working. They surveyed Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce. Many small business owners, they can't find people to work. I told you I was at a, at a, at a manufacturing center. In New Jersey, they pay 22 bucks an hour. They can't get anybody to take the jobs. They're only at 60% of their usual labor force. They can't get people. By the way, Biden got caught lying again about the economy. I'll tell you about that. Federal Reserve Survey shows consumers expect double-digit inflation next year. Well, they've been telegraphing it, and interest rates, too, going up. This is going to suck. I'm telling you right now, none of this is going to work out the way you think. Long term, I'm not even talking about the debt they're taking on. Dow down 652. That was fast. Um, Look, you got to understand, why have I always said, think of what you were paying for gas when America, for the first time in 75 years, was energy independent. Think of, think of how much extra money. When you're not paying four bucks a gallon, you're paying two bucks a gallon. What a difference it makes. Now, everything that you buy at every store is going to cost more because it costs truckers more to get everything that you buy to the places they're bringing them on top of the labor shortages that we now have, which are real. You know, I mentioned yesterday, no evidence of his extension of unemployment. And oh, that had nothing to do with the catastrophic unemployment numbers. Yes, it does. Uh, Biden told another lie about the economy. White House, you know, circle back. Saki had to to walk it back. His false claim about the previous chairs of the Fed. That's the Federal Reserve backing his two point three trillion dollar spending plan. It's really six trillion when you add it all up. But he told reporters, the past five chairs of the Federal Reserve have come out in support of my American jobs plan. You know, the six trillion in spending only taken three point eight trillion and we haven't even funded anything else. What they say, they said that Biden's plan is going to grow the economy, Joe said. Here's a little problem for Joe and that lie. You see, two of the five past Federal Reserve chairs are dead, one being William G. William Miller, the other being Paul Volcker. God rest their souls. In fact, the only one of the three living Federal Reserve chairs that is actively promoting this America jobs plan is his current Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. Alan Greenspan, Ben Bernanke, the other two living Fed chairs, they've been silent about all of this and incredibly reserved on all of this spending. Now, smart economists are saying, yeah, inflation is coming. Federal Reserve survey shows consumers expect near double-digit inflation in the next year. Zero hedge. New York Fed's survey of consumers. That's not going to be good for anybody. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Oh, Pete. 
Buttigieg doesn't know if more pipelines are necessary as the East Coast gas pumps are running dry. Okay, Florida, Virginia, Georgia, North Carolina declaring states of emergency. We blah 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 blah. We know that too. Um, it looks. Let's see. What's the latest with us? Oh, gas shortages intensify in the southeast. Twenty. You know, it's everywhere. Now, why wouldn't why wouldn't this now spur discussion in this country about the need to be energy independent? Washington Post story it actually goes on. Pipeline will not pay ransom. What will we have to pay a ransom to Russia to get the the pipeline back online? You got to be kidding. American people don't appreciate it. There's a story on Mediaite. Two people in North Carolina captured on camera Tuesday in a battle to refuel their cars amid the gas shortage. Person who recorded the video suggested the ordeal began when a woman driving a Honda tried to cut in line at a gas station. By the way, people have been waiting an hour, two hours. It's a pretty dumb idea to cut in the line. Not that smart. Anyway, evidently running into another vehicle when it refused to let her merge near the front of the line. Why should they let her in? I mean, it's one thing to be nice, like you're at the grocery store. Or somebody's behind you. You have your basket is mostly full and they have like three items. I always say, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Just get out of here. I don't want to hold you up. That's just being nice. But if you waited two hours to get gasoline, the last thing you need is somebody cutting the entire line. It's frustrating. But I would urge people to forego violence in the face of such challenging moments as we're now facing. Anyway, it's all I mean, this is just the beginning. Look at through the New York Fed survey of consumers. Inflation expected by ordinary Americans have jumped to their highest level since 2013. And it's all happening. Food prices are going through the roof. You know, gas prices are going through the roof. Heating, cooling your home will go through the roof. Medical costs will go through the roof. Everything you buy at Lowe's, everything you buy at Home Depot, everything you buy at your grocery store, everything you buy at your mall, it all gets delivered in a truck. Those trucks are not going to take less money to deliver the items and just absorb the higher, higher fuel costs. Drivers, they don't deserve to get paid less money. They're going to need more money in the light of inflation and everything else costing more. Every item you buy is going to go up. You know, pothole Pete Buttigieg. Well, I don't know if they're necessary at this point. Warning motorists not to put gasoline in plastic bags. Okay. Yeah, that would not be a good idea. I'll agree with Pete Buttigieg on that part. But, you know, the, in the face of the Democrats' opposition, U.S. Steel. Get this. This is sad. In Pennsylvania, two years ago, U.S. Steel announced the company would turn its it's Mom Valley Works operation into a key source of lightweight steel for the automotive industry. This is all part of a, a you know, Donald Trump's Buy American plan. At the time, local leaders they they called the investment transformational. There's going to be a 1.5 billion dollar upgrade, and uh, guess what? In the face of Democrats' opposition, U.S. Steel is now canceled the billion five upgrade. How many jobs would have been created? There are 8 million jobs available now. I mean, the New York Post front cover today. It's all about the fact that, yeah, it says keep uh, help wanted everywhere. 64% Brooklyn businesses can't get people to hire. How? I mean, 22 bucks an hour. I mean, it's not bad. And I, I, and there's, I, can, I can get people in New Jersey a job tomorrow if they want to work. I have to get permission to say it, though. I never can get permission for these things before I open my big, fat mouth. 
Uh, Arizona AG Mark Burnovich is calling for Kamala Harris to be replaced in a role spearheading the, you know, the efforts to end the migrant crisis, which you're not allowed to call a crisis, according to the media. I'll get to that in a second. And, um, you know, why, why did they shutter the Keystone Pipeline? Why? Why did they do that? Well, those people, these are jobs that pay. We interviewed a lot of the people that worked on the pipeline, anywhere from 100 to over 200 grand career jobs. You know, people working in this industry for 20 years, specialized skills that you can't just translate into a green, green energy, whatever the hell that even means at this point. A poll comes out, Harvard, Harris, polls 65% registered voters. Biden is encouraging illegal immigration. Yeah, no kidding. He is encouraging illegal immigration. That would be something called a fact at this point. In case you thought last month was bad, it's even worse now as we look at the numbers. More than 178,000 illegally crossed into the U.S. in April. That is a two-decade high up from the previous record month in April. I'm sorry, in March. Latest numbers come out. 178,622, if you want the exact numbers. Up from, uh, you know, March, which was the highest number in 20 years also. I mean, these numbers, you can't even believe it. And now they're getting checks. Gavin Newsom, so desperate not to be recalled, he's offering two-thirds of Californians a check to vote for him and he's using taxpayer money to do it what a great it's a great country if you're an elected official I'll tell you that anyway we have the Associated Press they've now ordered their reporters not to call the border crisis what it is a crisis that's called the Joe Biden media big tech protection program migrant apparently there were a bunch of young girls these are kids for crying out loud Five of them abandoned, all under the age of seven, found by a Texas farmer on his land near the Rio Grande. Congressman Tony Gonzalez spoke with the farmer who said that these these baby girls were hungry and they were crying. And he said one was naked and was crawling because she was too young to walk. He tweeted, uh, Congressman Gonzalez tweeted a photo of the girls Sunday night with the caption, Take a good, hard look at the Biden border crisis. President, enough is enough. Let's work together. Solve the crisis. Joe Biden doesn't want to solve the crisis. You know, listen, to me, it's 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 an issue of numbers, because if the Democrats follow through with their part B, which is amnesty, well, that's something of great value, isn't it? Amnesty. People around the world, they you know, so many people, if we ever opened up our borders completely, the world's population would want to move to America. That's fine. If you come into the country, I don't care where you come from. Just come legally. Respect our laws, our borders, and our sovereignty. Then welcome aboard. Glad you're a part of our family. But now if you're going to say, come to our country, here, here's a check, and we'll give you free education, free health care, free transportation to one of any 48 states in the, in the continental U.S., and then we'll, um, you know, we're not going to say, no, you must return to your home country. We'll just release. We won't even catch and set up a court date and release anymore. Forget the stay in Mexico policy, which was working. I mean, there's a picture on Twitter somebody sent me. James printed it out. Out of gas, circle back, Saki. You're going to have to circle back. This is, none of this is good. 
and it's only going to get worse. Mark my words, it is only going to get worse. 10 million Americans don't want jobs because they don't need a job right now because the government's paying them too much. Um, why won't the AP allow their reporters to call the border crisis a crisis? Why can't they do that? That would be, that'd be calling it the truth. That would be the truth. In the meantime, we'll get into more details later in the program. We have the spokesperson for the Israeli Defense Forces. Now over 1,000 rockets fired into Israel. I mean, we've been there. Thank God they have the, the Iron Dome. It's stopping most of them, but it's not stopping all of them. And Biden, you know, his latest bid to defuse tensions is next to nothing which is basically sympathizing with the cause of the Palestinians, which support Hamas and Hamas using hospitals and schools and people as human shields to fire these thousand plus rockets into Israel like they always do. Now, the best news is the IDF, they're better. It's one of the greatest military forces on the face of the earth. They've been able to take out, as of now, 40 Hamas leaders. Remember, Hamas, their charter calls for the destruction of Israel. Remember when we went to Israel, we showed you the Iron Dome. We went to Gaza border towns. We went inside. Kids have to play indoors in an underground bunker playground because they don't have enough time to get to a bunker when the sirens go off because of the close proximity to Gaza and the rockets where they're fired from. And then we went to the police station, just met with, you know, leading police officials there. And they showed us, you know, that city was hit with 10,000 rockets in 10 years. Then, of course, we went out with the Israeli Defense Forces, and I think we're the only U.S. media show that went to the underground tunnels of 50, 60 feet underground. And we went inside them. Those tunnels built from Gaza all the way up to Israel so that they can travel. They use Israeli and American money for the cement and the electricity so then they can commit acts of terror in Israel and escape quickly through their tunnel instead of building schools and hospitals. And then we have Democratic Congresswoman Omar and other public officials blaming Israel for being attacked. Omar saying, many will tell you Israel has the right to defend itself, to, safe, to safety and security, but they're silent on whether the Palestinians have, have those rights too. Hamas, Congresswoman, does not recognize Israel's right to exist. They call for its destruction. Why don't, you, why don't you get some basic fundamental knowledge before you talk on a subject? And then, of course, I always make the point that the squad seems to be running all things Democratic Party. Nancy Pelosi's not in charge. The squad is. And that's why she's deathly afraid. You know, what, five, six-point margin, she's out. Congresswoman Tlaib claiming that no pushback that the Israeli government is guilty of promoting racism and dehumanization under an apartheid system. They're defending their country. What would, what would America do if America is being hit with a thousand rockets? I'd love to ask them those questions. And you got celebrities like Mark Ruffalo and Roger Waters and, you know, just a typical leftist in, you know, entertainment just sad and then you know what what does joe say nothing just confusing messages tel aviv bombarded by you know by the way this is after joe sent 235 million dollars what 42 days ago monies that donald trump stopped paying until there was a full recognition of israel's right to exist 
How do you live next to a neighbor that is dedicated to your destruction and has as part of their charter that you don't exist? How is it? What's Joe going to do about to support our, our close friends in Israel? Nothing. What is Joe doing to stop the alliance with China and Russia providing arms to the Iranian mullahs that they're sending to fight a proxy war in the Middle East through Yemen? What's Joe going to do about that, too? Looks like not much at all. Ocasio-Cortez attacking mayoral hopeful Andrew Yang for sympathizing with Israel, the victim in these attacks. Donald Trump sent out a message from the desk of Donald Trump. When I was in office, we were known as the peace presidency because Israel's adversaries knew that the U.S. stood strongly with Israel and there'd be swift retribution if Israel was attacked under Biden. The world is getting more violent, more unstable because Biden's weakness and lack of support for Israel is leading to new attacks on our allies. America must always stand with Israel and make clear to the Palestinians that the violence must end and the terror, the rocket attacks and make clear the U.S. will strongly support Israel's right to defend itself. Where's Joe's statement like Trump's? Undeniably, Democrats continue to stand by crazed uh, Congresswoman uh, Omar and others who attack Israel while they're under terrorist attacks. Former President Trump was right. See, I think the world sees Joe Biden the way I see him, and the way you see him, and the way that the media knows exists, and that is weak, frail, struggling cognitively, and they're taking full advantage of all of it. And they're not going to lift the, you know, and, and it, weakness emboldens aggression. It's as old as time itself. You know, you think you can appease the Iranian mullahs? Well, Obama and Biden tried that. How did that work out? Tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility after the election. What do you think that that Putin, Xi, Kim Jong-un, the mullahs of Iran, what do you think they thought of Iran and what do you think they think of Biden? Do they see Biden as I see him, weak, frail, a shadow of his former self, struggling cognitively? It's embarrassing. What do you think they saw? What do you think? You, you do not think they study Biden? They don't study the United States? They watch his every move. They've come to the same conclusion as I have. They're not, they don't care what the media mob says or how they protect him. They laugh at it. Because they're, they're denying the obvious truth of it all. But that then emboldens them to get more aggressive. Which, you know, hence Putin's back on the Ukrainian border. Hence what we see with Putin and Xi and Iran fighting a proxy war through Iran, through Yemen. What an unholy alliance that is. All right, simple man, that means Leonard Skinner, that means all things BillOReilly.com. Uh, Mr. O'Reilly, I've got to start and I've got to compliment you. Your latest in the Killing series, the, the largest, by the way, the biggest selling series, I think, in history, if I'm not mistaken, 18 million copies, I believe, in print. Uh, your latest book that you just released last week, Killing the Mob. I'm surprised you're actually with us today. I thought by now the mob might have taken you out, but I'm glad you're here and I don't want that to happen to you. Um, but, uh, another huge number one bestseller, congratulations. And I don't know what to say. What is it? Is everybody like obsessed with killing people? Is that what it is? They just like me. 
That's all. <laughs> because, the, because this yeah. is the you see this is the dark side of O'Reilly. He wants to know all about killing somebody. Well, 125,000 copies sold in the first week of Killing the Mob. That's a big number. A lot of that goes to you, that credit, because you uh, were kind enough to interview me last week about what's inside the book. Bill, I didn't write the book. You wrote the book, and it's a very popular series. uh, The cancel culture, I can't get on the Today Show or uh, any of that, um, so I have to go to the honest people. (laughs) By the way, I'm laughing. I'd I'd love to see you on one of those shows. They'd lose their freaking mind. You remember when you and I were uh, making the Fox News Channel. Yeah, we used to do it. I did it all. Yeah, I, I, I mean, did I GMA, the Today the Show. Times. I did right. Did, did um, you ever go on with Rosie O'Donnell? Because I did. Oh yeah, I did uh, on the View. But those were different times, you know. Now uh, the bitterness and the uh, censorship has taken over. Where by then, you know, it was back and forth, and oh, most of it was good-natured. I didn't have a problem with Letterman uh, giving me jazz. I gave him jazz right back. But now, now it's nasty, let's hurt uh, people we disagree with. You know how it's changed. So anyway, um, you know, Killing the Mob, I go on the honest shows, um, and then the folks seem to like the book. Well, congratulations. Um, by the way, it's in bookstores everywhere, Amazon.com, BillOReilly.com, and we, we've been promoting it on Hannity.com as well. Um, it is an interesting book. I actually have had, now had time to read some of it. I just don't have enough free time to read as much as I want. Um, You've got to get back on the karate a little bit, Hannity. You say, okay, you know, I don't do karate, just in case you're interested. I've explained this to you, Mr. O'Reilly. I do an eclectic blend of mixed martial arts. Yeah, that would I know. Be, I, you know, you got some Brazilian guy kicking you in the throat. I know what it is. <laughs> no, no, O'Reilly. I actually practice Japanese jiu-jitsu, oh. Kempo, Krav Maga, uh, situational street fighting, boxing, <laughs> sticks, blades, and, and firearms, in case you're interested. If you'd like to come train with me, I've invited you. So far, you've, you've, you've not shown uh, you up. Know, I'm busy chasing intellectual pursuits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need a break from the intellectual pursuits. So let me go to this this whole Liz Cheney thing. I actually tweeted out about this today. Yeah, that was a good one. Good tweet. Oh, you saw um, it? Okay. So um, uh, I had my producers watch The View because I can't stomach it. And, of course, there's Joe B- uh, Joy Behar uh, calling uh, Liz Cheney or comparing her to Joan of Arc, which is a tremendous story. If you don't know the story about Joan of Arc, uh, Google it because a uh, tremendous story. But anyway, so here's Joy Behar, who despises everything Cheney, as you pointed out in your tweet. Couldn't hate the Cheney family anymore. But now that Liz Cheney is going after President Trump, now she's Joan of Arc. I mean, please, you know. Um, I understand why the Republicans, who who desperately need unity to get the House back in 2022, I understand why they didn't want uh, Liz Cheney in a position of responsibility. Because, you know, in the first vote in early February, they said, fine, Liz, you know, we uh, we respect your opinion on Donald Trump. You're, you have a right to do it. But every single day and every single way. You know, so let me let me enough. let me tell you what I I want to tell this audience. I don't want to play something for you and get your reaction to this. Uh, I wrote I tweet. Well, I I don't have access to Twitter, so my I had to run it through my my team and and get their approval before they sent it out. Anyway, 
I tweeted to her, hope you're enjoying being embraced and praised by Democrats, the media mob. You know, the same people that called your dad a war criminal, convicted Scooter Libby, tried to destroy your father over his work with Halliburton. And I wrote, I'm counting the days until your new friends return to normal, because you and I both know that the joyless one, Joy Behar, will return to normal. But let's just take a little trip, Bill, shall we, down memory lane and and let's remind people of the attacks against her father. Dick Cheney. He's the one that created al-Qaeda by taking over the Holy Land in Saudi Arabia. He's the one that debathicized the Iraqi government and created ISIS. And he's coming back again with more advice. I, I think it's a mess. It's a mess that Dick Cheney and others created. I saw on backstage in your opening monologue that you, you, you mentioned Dick Cheney, this yeah. kind of, you know embittered bacteria of some of humanity who and I wanted to give him the credit since you mentioned him uh-huh. I mean these are the guys he and President Bush and some others uh, who invented Dash or ISIS all right Conrad I'm going to stop because I played it earlier in the program today but I, I just wanted to give you you know what was said you were reporting on it as I was at the time how long Bill let's make a prediction maybe we'll even turn it into a, a dinner bet how long until the, the mob and the media and Democrats start trashing the Cheneys again? Well, I don't know if they're going to... Uh, look, the hypocrisy is staggering. We all know that. The question is that Liz Cheney now has put a personal beef ahead of her party. So I don't... I don't think that she's going to win re-election next year. Do you? Do you think she's going to win her seat? It's a great question because people are writing, oh, the Republicans just canceled her. And I'm like, they didn't cancel her. The people of Wyoming will cancel her. We have to have some unity if we want to stop this progressive train that is going to wreck the United States. We can't have the third in power in the House diverting into we hate Trump. I mean, at this point, that's not going to get the Republican Party anywhere. So I, I don't understand why Liz Cheney doesn't understand that. You know, so me, you got it. We all know question. what you think. Go ahead. Because I, you know I am, I'm not a Republican. I'm a registered conservative. I would consider myself a movement conservative because I believe in conservatism. And there were three waves of conservatism in the modern era. Reagan, Newt Gingrich with the contract, and I would argue Donald Trump. Bill, just give me one minute and indulge me. I'm going to tell you what I believe in very quickly. because, And then you tell me what Liz Cheney would disagree with. I believe that everything we as conservatives believe are, are rooted in liberty, freedom, capitalism, our Constitution. We, we believe in limited government, greater freedom, lower taxes. Uh, we believe in ending burdensome government regulation as much as possible. We want secure borders and, and enforcing our law. We believe in energy independence, school choice for our kids, free market solutions for health care that protect pre-existing conditions. We support law and order, uh, and every American has a right to be safe and secure in their city or town. Constitutionalists on the bench, uh, free and fair trade, peace through strength. Uh, and we we support right now, I would argue, integrity of the ballot box. Bill, am I missing anything? Because that's what I believe in. Am I am I a radical? Am I out of touch? Would the Cheneys agree with me? 
I don't know that I can't say that you're out of touch or radical because you come over and you'll kick me with one of those Japanese <laughs> moves. But look, I would I, not I, it would be interesting you. to really know what the father, Dick Cheney, who is an ultra conservative man, what if he had given his daughter any advice on this? I know John, the answer. I, you know, I don't. I understand why the McCain's, the Romneys, the Bushes, and the Cheneys don't like Donald Trump, and you understand it too. Um, President Trump can get very personal, very cutting in his remarks, and uh, people don't like that. Okay, we all get it. But once you state it, and once it is on your resume, as Liz Cheney has done, then you just let it go, right? Unless there's a reason. To do this now, if Liz Cheney is going to try to convince the Republican Party to eviscerate Donald Trump, that's insane. The man got 74 million votes for the Republican Party. Even if you disagree with him and you don't like his style, you don't throw 74 million votes into the furnace, right? Who does that? It's the so, largest by far, Bill. Yeah, it's not even I mean, close. So, so you say. Congresswoman, with all due respect, and the Republican Party did respect your dissent, because on February 4th, they didn't vote to remove you. It was only when you wouldn't stop that they have. And, and so uh, I think Liz Cheney has pretty much destroyed her political career. Look, I but I think she has another agenda. She'll team up with the Lincoln Project. She'll team up with, you know, this this group of 100, including Christy Todd Whitman. OK, Christy Todd Whitman is not a conservative bill, nor is Tom Ridge a conservative. These are northeastern liberal Republicans. And I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not being even critical of them. I, nobody has to agree with me 100 percent of the time. I, I, I never even really cared that much about the Lincoln Project. But just don't call yourself a conservative because you're not. Liz Cheney now, I guess her hatred of Trump is so large, Bill O'Reilly, that she'll do everything she can do to hurt him and help Joe. Is, is, is it that personal for her? That's a great question. That, that is, you know, Hannah, I got to give it to you. And you know me, I usually, I usually mock you. I usually mock Hannah. But I now now you, I know he's smoking weed before the show. Go ahead. I have to give you credit. You know, the one question that, that I would like to ask Liz Cheney, stolen from you, is, Madam, do you not understand by dividing the Republican Party, which you are doing, that is a fact, that you are helping the most liberal president in American history, who is well on the way to destroying the entire American economy. You know, when, when uh, Biden went down to visit Jimmy Carter, I don't know whether you know this or not, Hannity, but his first question was, hey, can you give me some tips on destroying the economy quicker? <laughs> I did. Can I, I used the same analogy. Quicker? You were so good at it. <laughs> That's why I went down there. Hey, Bill. I know you pump your own gas. I'm sure you don't go to it and pay the extra money to, to have somebody pump it for you, which you can do in places in New York. But um, now it's not as bad in New York yet, but there are lines in New York. But around the country, you see what's going on. Now, we're old enough to remember the 70s and 79 and the rise of the the Ayatollah in Iran and gas lines. Yeah, and gas lines. Well, you were on your bike. I had a car. Um, and I had a wait. I was in Denver. I was hitchhiking at the time. 
I was in Denver, Colorado, reporting the news, and I had to wait. And then it was the license plate even odd. And I, so Biden, you know, it, it's but he comes out. And he goes, well, you know, we haven't seen any evidence now that you know the economy's tottering or the bad jobs report. I, this guy is going to go through the four years, and he's going to just deny every bad thing that happens. It's not a crisis at the border. No, it's a situation. And we got it under control. Don't worry about the high gas prices. Don't worry about paying more for food. No, 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 no. We have cleaner air. That's the trade. So you may be bankrupt, but you'll have cleaner water. I mean, you know, this is what it's going to be. Let me ask you, you heard my agenda. How much of what I said I believe in, and, and I've been very principled in my career. I made a few adjustments and changes based on situations, but I've been very, very politically consistent in my life. Um, and, and I know at times I voted for the lesser of two evils, knowing that the person I'm voting for, like Mitt Romney and John McCain, were not conservatives, but the alternatives was non-existent for me. Um, how much of it do you, how much of the agenda I laid out do you agree with? We have less than a minute. I would say, you know, I am a more of a problem solver, so I want to see what both sides' solution is. I just gave you my my solution. No, no, you gave me you gave me the the Hannity manifesto, and I don't have any problem with that. But when I when I analyze politics and the news, I'm always right. looking for quickly. The you 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 want lower that. taxes, right? You want less bureaucracy, right? Yeah, believe both, both yes. constitutionalists on the bench. Yes. Right? Secure borders? Of course. Energy independence? Uh, energy independence, but... All but, the above. All of the above is the, you know... You know, I don't want for. massive coal being... Right. Like China. Peace through strength? You want a tough military? You want free and fair trade? I do, but I don't want the imposition of that trade to cause <laughs> you can't be a war. I got to cause a war. Yeah, I know. I know. His book just out, number one bestseller, week one, just out, Killing the Mob, all things Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. Sir, thank you for being with us. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Some uh, COVID-19 news and update now confirmed. Three New York Yankees, including two coaches, one the third base coach, have now tested positive for COVID. All three were fully vaccinated all three uh we we talked yesterday about the flip-flopping fauci and his testimony on capitol hill and his exchange with Rand paul uh yeah and then he it kind of got buried in the news yeah um the lab in wuhan china yeah um it may all be true in terms of the origin of the coronavirus well, Dr. Fauci, I don't know where you've been, but we've kind of known this for a long period of time. Stunning report. CDC has found that they exaggerated the risk of the COVID spread outdoors. Bill Cassidy hammering the CDC director yesterday. You know, the American people have lost patience with us, with you guys. Uh, I would ask you to be aware of their frustrations. Um, and then we find out as it relates to school that Basically, they were taking dictation from the teachers' unions. You, you can't even make this stuff up. 
And then everybody now lashing out at what is conflicting, confusing guidance. Even the liberal media mob doesn't know what to think about this anymore. And, and, and they know it's one big embarrassment. Then you've got the gold standard. Remember, Governor, Governor Cuomo was the gold standard, according to Joe. Why is there not a nationwide stay-at-home order? Well, look, I think we're in a position where I think every state is going to have to be moving in that direction. And uh, um, it's, it demonstrates that it does bend that curve a little bit. It does increase the prospects that fewer people are going to catch the virus. And the answer is, I, I don't fully know. We've been leaving it to the governors. Thank God the governors have been moving. Your governor in New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of the gold standard. One hell of a job, Andrew. I'll put him in charge of the phone calls. Uh, we're going to get to your calls here in a minute. 800 941 You want to be a part of the program. I wanted to give you an update on this. Uh, the vice president at FreedomWorks, John Tamney, is with us. And he's also the director of its Center for Economic Freedom, author of When Politicians Panicked, the new coronavirus uh, expert opinion and tragic lapse of reason. Um, now, what's fascinating is the media, you know, I, I'm not sure where it's going to go. You know, 10 women making allegations against Andrew Cuomo. But, but if you remember specifically on his executive order in March of last year, forcing patients with COVID into nursing homes, now knowing that they purposely hid the numbers. Uh, and even the first person, first whistleblower said that was that was to protect and, and not tell the even their own Department of Health, but more importantly, the Justice Department that was investigating it. Uh, John Tamney has a recent op-ed. Andrew Cuomo sees genius when he looks in the mirror. That's the problem. Uh, what is the status of this, John? Uh, Mr. Gold Standard, is he going to get away with this whole thing? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, the more he acts, the more he does. He's truly he re reveals his delusions. He quite literally sees genius and thinks that none of what he's done in the past uh, rates removal from office. But as we well know, when you substitute yourself, which is what politicians do, when politicians substitute their limited knowledge for the knowledge of the people, remember, the people are the marketplace, this is what you get. Central planning didn't work in the 20th century. It doesn't work in the 21st. So rather than let different people make different decisions, Cuomo made a singular one. Let's, let's send them back to the nursing, nursing homes, and he needlessly shortened the lives of all too many people. So the the end result is now I think I, I think New Yorkers would have been more forgiving if he made a mistake. In other words, look, the, the, we, you know, and I know last March Fauci was telling us we <laughs> masks don't work. He went on 60 Minutes and said it all the all the models, all the predictions, a lot of the quote science, every the bar was moving every way and sideways and changed and altered daily but when they knew the numbers, when they found out that this executive order was damaging, it was also a group home issue, too, but nobody seems to pay attention to it but us. The right thing to do would have been to say, OK, this isn't working. And at the time, if you recall, uh, John, Donald Trump had already built out over 3000 beds at the Javits Center. He manned those facilities, provided all the PPE for those facilities he brought in the Navy hospital ship, converted that to COVID capability, manned that. Again, every ventilator, every mask, every shield, every gown, all the gloves, that was all Trump provided. And they remained 80% empty. It's not like the, the people sent back to nursing homes had no place to go. They did. So but oh, when they found out 
they didn't tell the truth. He was too busy, what, writing his book? (laughs) You hit on the perfect point. Everyone makes mistakes. As I point out in When Politicians Panic, Fauci is the king of them. Back in 1983, he wrote a, a study saying that the AIDS could be passed just within households. That he was wrong doesn't indict him. What makes him indictable is that he didn't recognize that his knowledge was limited in 2022 about the coronavirus. And so you have these experts telling Cuomo, this is what you should do. And Cuomo is indictable for saying, rather than let free people make different decisions, rather than let people bring different knowledge to bear, I'm just going to enforce a one-size-fits-all solution. And so the mistake is in in not acknowledging your fallibility, but this is what politicians do. They're prone to do things rather than let free people act, and as a result, he sent a lot of people to an early death. Last question. Will Andrew Cuomo survive? We now have Rob Astorino. I've known him for many years. Congressman um, Zeldin from Long Island. He's running. I I hear there's going to be other names next week, some names that will be familiar to people. So it's getting interesting. Do these guys have a chance in the state of New York, as liberal as it is? I think they do simply because what they used to say, if you lost Walter Cronkite, you lost the nation. Cuomo's even lost the New York Times, and he's flailing about, as you'd expect, uh, from one bad idea, one bad statement to another. Uh, My strong sense is that his days are numbered, and for good reason, because we are learning yet again that when you take away the freedom of the people, when you take away their right to work, when you take away their right to operate their business, when you take away their right to decide what's best for their health, you get disaster. Cuomo oversaw disaster. He should be pushed out. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks for the update. We'll check in uh, often. John Tamney, thank you from FreedomWorks. Uh, let's go to our phones. Jason in Florida. Jason, glad you called. How are you, sir? Thanks for taking the call. What's going on? Yeah, uh, just an update for the... I'm here in Florida. I moved from California to try to get away from everything. It's like it's following me, but I think it's more of the administration that's in the office now. Just yesterday... Um, I heard that there's no no problems with uh, gas lines or anything like that, and I got to get gas yesterday. I'm on an empty tank, and I knew there's a shortage, and um, the first three pumps I go to, gas stations are completely empty, and it took me 45 minutes to get gas yesterday. While I'm in line, three of the pumps run out of gas, and uh, I haven't been out today, but I can guarantee you at least all the gas stations around the Tallahassee area is out of gas. Uh, listen, there's a map. Eric Erickson tweeted it out today. Somebody sent it to me, and I looked at it on my phone, and I'm like, wow. Uh, all the stations that don't have gas, the same thing in North Carolina, 78%, for example, North Carolina, Greenville, Spartanburg, Asheville, Anderson, no gasoline, Raleigh-Durham, 72%, no gasoline, 71%, Charlotte, no gasoline, uh, and then you look at Norfolk and and Portsmouth and Newport. Yeah, 65% have no gas at all. And Florida, 73% of Pensacola, no gas. 44% of Tallahassee, where you are, no gas. Gainesville, a lot of areas there don't have gas. And the rest of Florida is looking a little bit better. They were less impacted than some of these other states. But the governor still declared, rightly so, a state of emergency. It's just insane. Uh, yeah, i I just wish America the best. That's, that's all I can do. But it's there it just needs to be a lot, a lot of change going on. But we're heading the wrong direction. 
Yep. Uh, maybe he can bring in Hunter to solve the problem. Uh, maybe he could talk to his Russian oligarch, the former uh, first lady of Moscow. Maybe she can help us. Hunter, where are you when your country needs you? Anyway, thank you, Jason. All right, quick break. We'll come back. More phone calls coming up straight ahead. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We got an incredible Hannity, 9 Eastern tonight. Uh, where's Joe? Has anybody seen Joe? Hello, Joe. You watching what's happening in Israel? Watching the Chinese, the Iranians, the Russians uniting together? Joe, there's gas lines all over the country, Joe. We're being hacked, Joe. Where are you? Joe, we'll continue. As we continue, back to our busy telephones. Arkansas, Jason is next. What's up, Jason? How are you, sir? Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, yes, I sir. wanted to talk to you a little bit about how ridiculous this COVID passport mandate has become. Well, see, I'm a small business owner. I've already had my business canceled by big tech, and I'd have fight like heck to get it back. Well, I am a retired gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps, and I taught wow. Marine Corps martial arts for over 20 years while I was in. When I got out, I That's awesome. What, what, what do you teach? Any specific art or an eclectic blend of arts like I train with? Or? It's a collective. It, it, it's, it's a MMA style. Uh, we use mm-hmm. different styles of, uh, you know, MMA, you know, jiu-jitsu and, you know, karate, taekwondo, everything. It's all mixed together. It, but Basically how to win and win fast. I got it. I understand. Exactly. That's what we learned, too. Exactly. Any any weapon, one mind. That's our motto. Um well, I started a weapons-based martial arts school and uh, with my son, Ruben, and it's called Mando Corps, you know, like Marine Corps, but Mando. And what we do is we fight full contact with these weapons. We travel all over the United States and fight in these tournaments. Well, we have a championship tournament coming up in... When you say you uh, fight full weapon, I mean, if you're using sticks or blades, or you're not using real use sticks, sticks, blades, and firearms... No, we don't use the firearms, but we use sticks, uh, blunted blades. We even use, um, get this, a full-contact lightsaber, you know, like what you see in the movies. Um, these lightsabers. Yeah, I, I take a lot crap. of crap in the dojo that I, I'm a member of because uh, our sensei says, look, you can't hit Hannity in the face. He, he's got a show he's got to do tonight. You know, <laughs> that's now, we the guys we are looking at me like, really? Armor. You hit me in the face. I'm hitting you right back. That's what they tell me. <laughs> no, we wear we wear actually a full set of armor. Right. Um, and yeah, we we're going to this championship bout. It's a tournament in uh, Las Vegas in July. Well, this company called Combat Con has all of a sudden changed the rules on us and said we have to show up with the COVID vaccine. Uh, fully vaccinated and then show the passport or we cannot participate. Well, you know, we're wearing gloves, masks, and anybody gets in with six feet of me, I'm going to hit them anyway. Um, but here's the ironic part of it. Here's the hypocritical part. You know, we have to show up with this. This goes against all the emergency use um, authorization that, you know, we've all talked about, you brought up, um, and then also going against what the governor's has put out for the guidelines. But Here's the crazy thing. The, the hotel, the Flamingo, that is hosting this, um, that's helping them host it, um, is not requiring the vaccine for the employees. So the janitor comes in and takes out the trash during the day. or Look, if, the if facility, you're doing close quarter fighting, um, training, et cetera, for, I, I, look, I'm just not going to get into the specific protocols that, that I have that I follow I just want to make sure we everybody now knows about masks. Everybody knows about right. social distancing. Everybody knows the vaccines are available. 
Yeah. And if you decide, look, I, I'm not your doctor. You've got to do your own research. You've got to talk to your own doctor or doctors. Uh, you've got to, you know, you've got to make your own decision based on your medical condition, based on the advice of your doctor. But if you if you choose not to get the vaccine, I, I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm pro-vaccine. I'm pro-science. Right. But if you choose not to, you do have an obligation to protect other people. You do. It's just, right. and, and that's a human obligation. It's not something that's enforceable, just like throughout the whole pandemic. You can't force people. I mean, you can throw them out of a store if they don't have a mask on. But short of that, you you, you know, you can't tell a kid coming home from school, you, although you should. I told my kids, you know, protect grandma, grandpa, any anybody you come in contact with, you have the obligation to protect them. You're, you're not going to die from this according to all the odds, but somebody else might. So I right. do think it's a it's a little bit of a fine line. What they did, I you know, Fight Island that was created with Dana White when he made that fight. Yeah, don't no, Dana White created, and he kept the sport going. Here's the other thing Dana White did cleverly: he kept all of his employees working. He made it work. I'll watch a fight whether there's a crowd or not. I'm still going to buy the fight. I'm not going to miss right. it. So uh, you know, I thought it was a really cool idea that he had. I don't know specifically what the protocols were, but I'm sure that the guys before they got into the octagon that they they were tested or or the status of everybody well, was well known, and I, which I think is fine. But well, it's, right. it's and, that's what, and, and exactly I, what you just said. Uh, everybody's tested. You know, right. all the other major venues out in Vegas, like concerts and all these other type of venues, are doing the well, same. They're making thing a killing back in the casinos right now. Thank God that right. you know, all these people have been out of work. All right, we're on the same page. I think we agree on that part. Yeah, uh, all we, right. we do. I, I got to roll though. I'm up on a break. Eight hundred nine things. Uh, do oos by the way. Uh, <laughs> Israel, but not everybody sees it Israel's way. Why? Well, I would argue that there's virulent anti-Semitism. You have Democratic Congresswoman, squad member Tlaib, even calling going as far where where activists are calling for the elimination of Israel. She's, she speaks at this fringe rally where the activists were saying these very words. Congresswoman Omar accusing Israel, the victim in this case, of terrorism. You got Omar out there firing back at Donald Trump's strong statement of support for the state of Israel. When I was in office, uh, we were known as the peace presidency because Israel's adversaries knew that the U.S. stood strongly with Israel There'd be swift retribution if Israel was attacked under Biden. The world is getting more violent, more unstable because Biden's weaknesses and lack of support for Israel is now leading to new attacks on our allies. America must always stand with Israel and make clear that the Palestinians must end the violence, the terror, the rockets attacks and make clear that the U.S. will always strongly support Israel's right to defend itself. Unbelievably, Democrats also continued to stand by crazed anti-American representative and anti-Semitic Congresswoman Omar and others who attack Israel while they are under terrorist attack. The president's correct. And then, you know, if you listen, you go, but then we got AOC. She's lashing out at um, New York uh, mayoral candidate Andrew Yang for attending an event in 
at supporting Israel in light of the attacks that are now going on. And it gets worse from there. Utterly shameful for mayoral candidate Yang to uh, go out and show support at an event, uh, a chest-thumping statement of support for a strike killing nine children. Well, maybe Hamas, the, whose charter calls for the destruction of Israel, maybe they shouldn't fire rockets, uh, over a thousand of them, with Biden money. He gave $275 million restored aid that Trump had stopped. Um, maybe then they wouldn't be able to afford the rockets. Just like when we went to the underground tunnels, that was Israeli and American cement and electricity that built the tunnels uh, that instead of building hospitals and schools was spent so that they could commit acts of terror in Israel. And then, of course, Nancy Pelosi had to go out there, try and gently contradict the squad members. Didn't work out too well. Um, You might remember these squad member comments from the past. How do you put that into context now? And what do you say to American Jews? So I remember when when that was happening, um, watching TV and really feeling as if um, no other life was being impacted in in this war. Uh, And that really, those unfortunate words were the only words I could think about. Um, expressing at that moment. Most of the things that have always been aggravating to me is that we have had uh, a policy that makes one superior to the other. And we mask it with a conversation that's about justice and a two-state solution when you have policies that clearly prioritize um, one over the other. Such as? Um, I mean, just our relationship really with uh, the Israeli government and the Israeli state. And so when I see Israel institute um, law that that recognizes it as a a Jewish state and does not recognize um, the other religions that that are living in it, and we still uphold it as a democracy in the Middle East, I almost chuckle when I talk about places like Saudi Arabia or, you know, um, Israel or even now with with Venezuela. The thing that was interesting in the class was every time the 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 professor said Al Qaeda, he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up and you know. Yeah, he's in command like, here. Al Qaeda, you know, has he's an expert. <laughs> Uh, there you have it. Uh, joining us now is Lieutenant Colonel uh, Jonathan Conricus is with us. He is the international spokesperson for the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, head of their international public affairs, public diplomacy and, and social media. Now well over a thousand rockets fired into Israel. Um, Lieutenant Colonel, thank you for being with us. Sorry about what you're all living through. Everybody in Israel's in our thoughts, our prayers today. Uh, I know these, Thank you. there's some of these liberal Democrats that are uh, confused and, and have, in my mind, uh, zero understanding of the security challenges that Israel faces. Just as way of background, I've been out with your idea of forces. I've seen the great work that they do to protect the state of Israel, the incredible security challenges that they face. I've been in the tunnels. I've been to border cities uh, along the Gaza border. Uh, I've been to underground bunker indoor uh, indoor playgrounds for kids i've seen the rockets behind police stations that have been gathered ten thousand rockets in one city in 10 years um i've watched the iron dome uh up close while hostilities were taking place on one of my trips to israel 
And uh, I got to tell you, the security challenges are real. And uh, over a thousand rockets, that, that's a lot of rockets being fired at one country. Indeed. And uh, you uh, forgot to mention last time you were in Israel, you also went up to the north and we had a good uh, tour of the, of the Golan Heights. I didn't you think you remembered me. I wasn't there. sure if you remembered me. <laughs> You're not a man that uh, one tends to forget. So uh, the situation is indeed uh, very serious. As we speak, there are alarms going off in various parts of Israel, southern Israel, central Israel, and uh, these, the terrorist organizations, Hamas and the Islamic Jihad, uh, they probably haven't gotten the message yet. But I'd like to tell you that uh, in terms of our activity, the IDF's activity, we have struck more than 300 uh, facilities and targets belonging to the Islamic Jihad and Hamas. We have killed more than 30 of their operatives in various locations, despite the fact that all of them, as soon as the fighting started, are hiding underground, hiding behind their own civilians. But we were able to track them down with the help of pinpoint intelligence from the Israeli security, uh, the internal security agency, the Shin Bet. So we did a joint operation and we basically struck the entire higher command of Hamas, all of the senior military leadership, uh, 10 of them, senior officers, we were able to strike them and uh, they are now no longer in the game. Uh, in addition to that, we are systematically attacking their infrastructure, the rocket launchers, the production sites where they produce their weapons that they're sending, that they're firing against us, and we are also conducting their attacking their training grounds, as well as their anti-tank missiles that they have tried to fire at us. So there's a, definitely a big effort ongoing here. The aim of it is to send a very clear message to Hamas that them firing at Israel, our capital, firing at Jerusalem, our capital and uh, firing at Tel Aviv in central Israel and this almost relentless rocket fire. We are now more than 1,100 rockets fired in uh, less than two and a half days. Totally unacceptable. We hold Hamas accountable, and they are paying the price, and they will continue to pay the price for their aggression against us. Well, uh, that is, that's, the, that's the idea that we've always known. Let me ask you, do you see a connection this missile barrage, this recent flare-up, the, the worst since 2014, according to my, my understanding. Correct. It comes 42 days after Joe Biden, the president of the United States, approved $235 million in an aid package to the Palestinians. This is money that Donald Trump had, had canceled and stopped giving to the, to the groups that support Hamas. Hamas's charter calls for the destruction of your country. Yeah, so what we see happening now is Hamas making, make, taking decisions essentially because they are trying to aim for domestic public opinion, Palestinian public opinion, and they are doing two things simultaneously. One is that they're fighting against Israel, firing rockets at our civilians and trying to attack along the border. So far, they've failed in most of their attempts to attack along the border, and we have thwarted a lot of the attack. But the second thing that they're doing is to uh, spread violence and to incite to violence both in Jerusalem and also in Judea and Samaria, and they're trying to do the same thing in other parts of Israel as well. And these are very sensitive times. We understand that what Hamas is doing is motivated out of the competition between the Palestinian Authority and Hamas, and that is why our position against Hamas is a very firm one. 
indicating and indicating it in military action that we're not going to tolerate it. Talk to us about the specific attacks on on Tel Aviv and the, and the necessity to close Ben-Gurion Airport. Right, so uh, that happened yesterday. We saw a massive uh, barrage of rockets towards Tel Aviv. I was uh, Most of the day I spent in Ashkelon and uh, had the good fortune of uh, meeting with uh, Fox correspondent Trey Ying. He did some uh, good coverage of the, of the situation. And then I moved from there to Tel Aviv, and I got, I think we were under sirens a total of uh, 16 or 17 times uh, altogether, uh, me and my uh, the people who were with me. A very unpleasant uh, um, experience, uh, to say the least. And uh, when we're talking about numbers, we have uh, when rockets are fired to, fire towards central Israel, Tel Aviv, the metropolitan beating heart of Israel, we're talking about uh, six and seven million Israelis that are forced to uh, uh, run to shelter uh, because of the rockets that are fired. And unfortunately, I have to say, we now have five Israeli uh, civilian casualties and there are deaths. Uh, fatalities, and there are reports of uh, additional fatalities coming in from the last two hours. Ref in Utah on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called. Sean, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. So we're just a small mom-and-pop concrete shop here in Utah. We've worked our butts off. We started with nothing. We've worked hard to get good equipment, get good people hired, and we've been rolling and inflation creeping in, we bought us a, a brand-new concrete batch plant at the beginning of the year. We're set to have a record year. Our plant's set up, ready to roll, and guess what, Mr. Hannity? We can't find cement powder. There is no, there's a huge cement no, powder No, it's horrible. No, nah, listen, I've got a small little project I'm working on now. My contract is telling me I can't even get lumber. Like I'm, He's paying like five times the price for a two-by-four. I mean, everything, you've got a shortage of food, got a shortage of everything right now, and it's only going to get worse. And it's only going to get worse, and if, if, if you're a concrete company, how do you stay in business if you, can't get, if you can't get powder? The answer is, you can't. The answer is, this shouldn't happen. The answer is, it's getting worse. The other side of this equation is, you've got the economic side of stuff. And that is that, you know, all these people, they're, they're ma- if you make 32 grand a year at your job, you're staying home because of, of what the government benefits are. And, well, I and mean, not, o- not only that, sir, but what about in Trump's economy? Our laborers were making somewhere $19, $20 an hour. After, during the Trump economy, their wages, their wages skyrocketed because you couldn't find help. So now they're making $28, $29 an hour. Well, what, does that, what good does that do them when gas prices go up, food goes up, rent doubles? You can't find a place to rent here. So everybody that just got a raise under Trump has it taken away because of inflation and the economic situation. Listen, inflation in. is just the tip of the iceberg. Rising interest rates will follow. Inflation is going to be real. Rising fuel prices, that, that is another burden tax on the American people. Uh, the corporate income tax, uh, the corporate tax hike, that's going to impact everybody. Capital gains will impact everybody. The declining stock market, which is now inevitable, that too will impact everybody as well. All of it, sadly, predictable. I'm so I feel bad for you. I mean, you work your ass off, you build a big business, you're doing well, and you can't even you, you can't even you have to say I don't have any I can't pour cement because I don't have the ingredients to pour cement, and that's well, hard work. 
I'll tell you right now, it is hard work, and we're used to being down, and we're, we may be down now, and the path may seem impossible, but this is still America. I still believe in the American dream, and you know what, Sean? We're you know what, be though, here, Ref? Here you have now. every right to be pissed off, because this, is a, th- 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 this doesn't need to happen. These are unforced errors. This is bad planning. This is horrible bad planning. And hopefully a good thing that can come out of it is the American people will realize that the policies that one side's pushing over the other one will destroy our country and our small business owners, period. Appreciate you being with us. We're wishing you the best with your business. That just, I'm hearing this from so many people. Bob in Florida. Bob, you're on the Sean Hannity Show, sir. Hey, Sean. So I'm a small landscaper, been in business about 40 years, employ actually quite a few people. Um, I kind of I kind of envy you because you, you you don't get the crap beat out of you every day. Like people calling you names, right? People just say, good job. I'm, I'm betting you're good at what you do, right? <laughs> well, we're, we're pretty good at what we do, but you still get a little of both sides of the equation there. For All right, sure. but you get a little sun on your face, right? If you want to have do. a beer we're at lunch, it. you can have a beer at lunch, right? Uh, I don't know about that, but I, well, well, I did when I worked for a landscaper one summer. I had a beer at lunch. Anyway, what's going on? I'm glad you. Um, how's so, business? Actually, so we're we're actually lining up to where we should be doing very well. We uh, our problem is the government caused labor crisis. So, you know, if the state's giving them say three hundred a week and the government's giving three sixty a week, they're around thirty four thousand a year tax free, which is I don't know about thirty eight thousand taxed. So. You know, the government caused this. They continue to fund it, and then they pretend they have nothing to do with it. Um, they're absolutely crushing small businesses. They're crushing families. They're crushing employees. And so now I'm competing against the government for my labor because they're paying them to stay home. I'm trying to get them to work. And so the tax dollars I pay are being used against me to, to fund a labor force that isn't there. I mean, it's, it's absolute insanity. This president. You're going to end I, I up turning down jobs. And saying no to new customers because you don't have the manpower to, to to take on more work. Yeah, we're we're at a point where, and it's not just me. Everybody I know that's in small business got the same problem. You got restaurants. Yeah, by the way, I'll country. help you out. You, you got to try the hustle of turf commercial lawnmower. I mean, the zero turf mower is unbelievable. Do you do big jobs like football fields? We do. I've owned about thirty hustlers. They're great machines. Aren't they the best? Now tell me, isn't it fun to ride it? I rode the commercial. I was like, I felt like I was on a motorcycle. I was going so fast. <laughs> they're quick. Awesome. Yeah, they're they're good machines. There's no doubt. Um, so one of the things that you looked at too, we got this Biden inflation that I like to call biflation, is absolutely a tax on all the people that, especially the low income earners, because you, it's going to impact them even even harder and worse. And so we've got biflation out there. We've got fuel going through the roof, if you can even get it. You've got a government-caused labor crisis. And, you know, I don't understand why. We watched this election, and we know what the returns were, and we know what happened. Why is everybody pretending it didn't happen? We got the Republicans aren't, didn't really line up behind Trump and support him. In fact, they should have. We got everybody pretending that something's going to happen in 2022 or 2024 and that miraculously we're going to we're going to elect somebody we're not man if we don't fix 2020 there is going to be no oh, i'm telling you right now i mean what, why do you think they're pushing so hard to label georgia's election reforms and they still need to add signature verification to the new law 
or the, you know, you had no problems in Florida, but Governor DeSantis is even making, making, ensuring more integrity so people have the greatest confidence in results. That's all we're asking for. They don't, they don't even want voter ID. The only reason yeah, you no, can give me that, that you don't want voter ID is because there's something nefarious in your intentions. And well, the whole, it, this whole illegitimate government has got has been nefarious this whole this whole election. We know we absolutely talk to know your state legislatures. I'm not talking to you because DeSantis just did it. He was on with me last night. Talk to your legislatures and make them ensure election integrity. And that means voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody, partisan observers yeah, observing. Um, all the things we talk about, clean up the voter rolls every election. It's, it's not hard. Listen, Bob, your job is hard. You got to know the, the certain science of being a, a professional landscaper. Okay. This is yep. not brain surgery. Election nope. integrity can be had. Florida proved it to the world. You guys, you guys were a mess in 2000. You were a mess Absolutely. in 2016, but you fixed it. Absolutely. We can, yep. we can ensure integrity and confidence moving forward. That's step one. And then step two is you've got a senator running. Georgia has one. North Carolina, South Carolina, they have a Senate race. Then New Hampshire, then Wisconsin, then Ohio, and then Arizona. And then we better yeah, fight absolutely. for those Republican Senate candidates or else all of this crap is meaningless because H.R. 1, S.R. 1 is the law of the land. So let me tell you what I think they're going to do. So, you know, Joe Biden, they got him coming out doing these 50 whatever uh, executive orders that there's no way in heck even those I don't think what he signed. Um, so they're ultimately going to they're going to uh, remove him and say he's he's not competent anymore physically he can't do it. They're going to put Kamala in. So what do you think Kamala's going to do? She's going to appoint a vice president. Who do you think that's going to be? It'll be Hillary, right? So now you're going to have Hillary basically running the country. Kamala will be the front. You're going to have Hillary uh, basically running the country. I'm not so sure Hillary gets appointed, but I, you know, listen, uh, I, I, don't know, I look brother. at Joe as very very weak. Not a little bit weak. I mean, he's weak. All right. Got to let you run, Bob. Uh, wish you the best, you and your business. I, I hope you can find the workers and not turn down any work. That's the worst feeling if you have to turn down work. Uh, Renee is in Arizona. What's up, Renee? How are you? Hi, Sean. Thank you for having me. Um, first of all, I wanted to tell you that um, I'm 45, and I started listening to your show like a month and a half ago, and I had I was very ignorant. That was the best thing I ever did for myself was start listening to you. You've never so seen my you. television show before then? No, I'm sorry. I haven't. Wait, wait, but I'm wait, wait, you know, I've been now. doing radio for 33 years. I've been on TV 25. What What are you watching and listening to every day and night? Uh, we, 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 you know, my kids' video games are on the TV, or I'm playing video games because I stay at home a lot. So I, oh, you my know, gosh. Now you're reminding me of my son. Uh, anyway, I also want to tell you, I think um, we, I don't know if you heard about the Arizona law with the voting that just went and uh, got signed yesterday by Governor Ducey, but he, uh, we are getting voter integrity here, so that's great. That's that's amazing. Um, you no longer can uh, people who have not voted uh, mail by mail will not get their ballot in the mail if they haven't done it for two years. So at well, least they got that done. You know, I, I don't know. We we'll gotta, gotta cl- listen. Anything, the stuff I'm calling not. for, I can't believe anybody would disagree with. And, and there isn't no, much criticism I, I, of me for saying that that's what we ought to have. And and there's a reason that they've, they've gone to the race car, Jim Crow 
and especially against Georgia when Delaware, you know, I think Joe Biden, didn't he represent the state of Delaware like 5,422 years, something like that? I got my estimate maybe off a little. He never lifted a finger to to include to, to create greater accessibility to voting in his quote his words slave state of Delaware. He never did a thing. And yet he's he's you know out there with Jim Crow 2.0, Jim Crow 2.0. It's, he's I mean it's horrible. I mean just to divide the country because you you want no voter ID at all. Anyone you want to go visit Joe, you need a voter ID. Renee, thank you. Appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of this program. Pete in Montana. Hey, Pete, how are you? Great, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just have a thought here. I've been listening to all of this banter in the last week about the Colonial Pipeline shutdown and just watching the pattern. And I can't help but think that it's just a little bit too timely. If it goes right in there with the new Green Deal and then my my uh, thoughts on this are, and the reason I feel this way is because of the Green Deal that they've put out there, how the FBI has been used. Well, you're not in suggesting the past. that this is timed. According to the FBI, they know who is guilty of, of this hack. And I, my understanding is that this came from when inside the hostile regime known as Russia. How do you conflate the two? Well, because the FBI has been used and I'm not saying all of them, okay? I know they're, most of them are great folks. There's a few bad actors. They've been used uh, in the wrong way in the past. And number two, we have this habit of blaming things when it's convenient on, on Russia. Russia. <laughs> Everything's Russia by the Democrats. I, I don't see it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you would have told me that, that one presidential candidate a number of years ago, back in 2016, would would pay for a dirty Russian dossier that is completely unverifiable and full of garbage and that they'd use it to spy on a presidential candidate and a president, I probably wouldn't believe that. You know, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but, you know, I don't know. At this point, I don't know what to believe. It's sad that the people that were responsible for premeditated fraud on the FISA court were never held accountable. By the way, where's John Durham calling John Durham? You know, anyway, appreciate your theory. 800-941-SEAN, you want to be a part of the program. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, we'll have full coverage of what is happening in Israel as the situation has deteriorated dramatically. The radicalism, anti-Semitism of some members in the Democratic Party. We'll get to that. We'll have the latest on... Rand Paul's accusation that Anthony Fauci is a liar in the CDC, chief now on the hot seat, letting unions write their own COVID policy. What are we going to do about the gas shortages that, well, Joe Biden seems to not understand exist? All of that, much more. 9 Eastern Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.